Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, before this episode starts, I want to talk about some pretty cool news. Oki Investigations now has its own website. It's truecrime.blog. And it is a running blog for crime stories and for this show. So if you're a true crime buff and you want to see some cool things that we gathered while researching each show, including a like timeline of events that we put together, uh, newspaper clippings, court documents, and much, much more, come check us out at truecrime.blog. One, two, three, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oki Investigations. My name is Trevor Shelby. In this episode, we're going to take a ride on the Oki time machine once again, because it's way back Wednesday, and, well, that's what we do around here. Today, we're looking at the life of Oklahoma outlaw Al Jennings. His odd life was a mixture of crime and comedy. I think you're all going to enjoy this. What happened? Why? And what happened next? But first... If you're a first-time listener, to experience this podcast to its finest, hit that subscribe button so when we have new episodes, you will be the first to know. Then, head on over to our Facebook page. Here we can discuss the case together and perhaps come up with our own theories on the many cases that will be featured on this show. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Investigations. I've got to say that this Wednesday edition of the show has become my favorite so many of the crimes that we have been covering on this show have been crimes that should have been solved by serving someone divorce papers. I never really understood why people just didn't get a divorce instead of, you know, I guess murdering their spouse. And I know what a lot of people are going to say. You know, crimes in the early 1900s, uh, that was just the thing at the time. Divorces didn't really happen very much. But it's still happening today. It's just crazy to think. I mean, how easy? $40, $49. You can get an attorney and get an easy divorce. There you go. I've also been working on two other projects. I've been pretty excited with those as well. You guys will hear more about that in later months. But we've got some cool stuff coming down the road. This week's show came about when I was doing some research on train robberies in Oklahoma. I've been learning a lot about the Dalton and Doolin gangs and all over the West. Uh, their, their history is just all over and originates here in Oklahoma. Some of these train robbery stories is what captured Western shows and films to recreate the heist. And now it's a major part of Western pop culture. Heck, even shows today still have train robberies. Uh, just a few years ago, the show Breaking Bad had a season devoted to working, how, working out how they could secretly rob a train. So I've been looking at some of these robberies, and some of it's been just for, you know, general curiosity, and others is, you know, for the show. But this one stuck out more and more that I learned about it, just because I couldn't believe it was real. And, yeah... 
So let's get started on this because this is pretty interesting. Now, Al Jennings has had a fantastic and crazy life. And what we're going to really cover today is going to be the train robberies that he's most known to have done. If you would like to know more about Al Jennings, I'm going to have some recommendations of research material that you can look into uh, to kind of learn more about his fantastic life. Now, Al Jennings was a very interesting individual. He's known pretty well for being a outlaw and a movie star and several other things we'll get to. But his first chosen profession that he wanted to do was join the family trade, which was being an attorney. So one of the first things he did in his adult life was he went to law school, he graduated, and he went to El Reno, Oklahoma, and served as the Canadian County, Oklahoma prosecuting attorney for that area. And he did that for a couple years. Later on, he would join his brothers, Ed and John, and they would practice law together. Now, this was ideal for them. This is something that they felt they did well, and they were very passionate about this. And they had one case that they were working with, and, and they had a case against rival attorney Temple Houston. This is this, this is the son of Sam Houston. So during this trial, they had several disagreements, almost coming to blows several times. And this would all end in a gunfight where Temple would kill Ed Jennings. Now, this was a pretty big deal at the time. The son of Sam Houston has now killed somebody. And the Jennings brothers wanted justice for their brother. And so this all went to trial, and Temple Houston was acquitted of all those charges, and he was let go. In many respects, all of this kind of broke Al Jennings, and he pretty much walked away from being an attorney. He would go on to be a ranch hand, and this case just kept digging at him. And the death of his brother, it just, the injustice of it all just really bothered Al Jennings. And so they formed what they were going to call the Jennings Gang, which comprised mostly of just Frank and Al Jennings. But they did kind of seek out other well-known outlaws of the time, like Little Dick West and Morris and Pat O'Malley. Now, you would think with experienced outlaws, you're going to be pretty successful as a gang. But this was not the case for the Jennings gang. Now, it's very hard to kind of pin down exactly all these dates or which, which train robbery came first, because he had a whole series of train robberies. But... We're going to kind of go in the order that I believe things happened. And most historians have kind of leaned towards this direction, it seems. So their first train robbery attempt was an utter failure because the train wouldn't stop. And that's kind of their idea of a successful train robbery is you got to get the train to stop first. And unless you're going to board it while it's moving. And they didn't really like that idea. So what they did was they stood out in front of the train, waved their pistols, and fired them up in the air, 
hoping that the train would stop, but the conductor saw them and he wasn't having any of that. The engineer decided he was going to speed up and he was getting the heck out of there. Can't really blame him for that. The second train robbery was in Edmond, Oklahoma, and they actually were able to get this train stopped. They got on there and they found the safe. It's a Wells Fargo safe and it's a pretty good looking safe. So they get their dynamite and they set it up. And pretty much what they're able to do is they blow up the car, but the safe is still standing. There's, it's not going anywhere and there's no way they're going to get into it. Historians kind of have different stories on this, which is kind of interesting the main thing that I saw was either the safe just wouldn't open or they pretty much vaporized the safe and anything inside was destroyed. So I guess Al Jennings had thought that they needed extra dynamite for this safe and they, they either blew it up or it did just didn't open. With the safe out of the question, they turn to the passengers. They rob everybody that they can. And one guy who refused to give over his valuables, they shot him in the ear. Uh, they shot part of his ear off. So that's, that's pretty awful. But all in all, this was a pretty big failure as a train robbery, seeing that they really didn't get any money from it. Now with the first robbery out of the way, they were able to move on to their second and hopefully, you know, for them, more successful. But that really wasn't the case. This train robbery took place in Chickasha, Oklahoma. The gang was unable to break into the safe. Now this safe in particular, I don't believe they tried to use dynamite. I believe they tried to shoot their way into the safe, which for some reason didn't work. They then again decided they were going to rob the train. They found some bananas and some whiskey and they got some valuables from the uh, passengers on the train and so they decided they were going to move on uh, with their take of bananas, whiskey, and a little bit of money. So this was, this was their most successful train robbery to date, but yeah, they're not, you know, living the high life just yet. Now, according to what I found, the only successful uh, train robbery that they were able to pull off was the Berwyn train robbery, which was right around the Texas border. And they were able to make off with about $30,000 there. Back then, that's a lot of money. Now, their gang didn't last long after this. They committed some robberies, but, you know, they didn't ever pull off any big heists. Uh, besides their big $30,000 haul. Uh, kind of funny, Al was arrested when he was hiding under a blanket in a cart. And that's when he was taken in without incident. Uh, he was arrested and they had a trial. He was sentenced to life in prison. The He only spent a couple years in prison. His brother actually did all that he could legally to get him out. And then through connections, uh, President Roosevelt actually pardoned Al Jennings. Um, and that's pretty much it for his, I guess you'd say his criminal enterprises. 
in prison, he really did kind of reform, it seemed. He became an author, and he wrote a couple of books, one called Beating Back, that was published in 1913, and then Through the Shadows with O. Henry, that was in 1921. That's when that one was published. Now, both of these are about his life, loosely about his life, I will say. The other thing he got into, which was kind of surprising, was acting. He actually was in his own uh, story about himself called Beating Back. It was a 1914 silent film. Uh, he was also in several other movies, uh, Captain of the Grey Horse Troop, Vengeance and the Woman, uh, Lady of the Dugout, The Fugitive's Life, Fighting Fury, The Demon, Loco Luck, and The Land of Missing Men and Song of the Gringo, 1936. So he acted pretty much from 1914 to 1936. A pretty, pretty interesting career. He also, amusingly enough, he ran for governor in here in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, there were, he was, he was really trying, I guess. The newspapers kind of hammered him, though. The, they, they, at the time, they liked to publish a lot of people's opinion posts. And they really, the opinion of him wasn't very high. They, a lot of people looked at his first book and the, kind of learned of his uh, wannabe escapades there. And there was a lot of things in that book that he was trying to say were true that they knew 100% was not true. And so they wanted him to fess up and basically say that he's a liar. Well, that didn't happen. And uh, thankfully enough, he wasn't elected governor here in Oklahoma. Now, I just thought this was a amusing look into the life of an unfortunate Oklahoma outlaw. He was able to really turn his life around, which was great. And he actually lived until the, I believe, 1961, he passed away and in California. And he's actually buried in the Oakwood Memorial Park Cemetery, which is great. He, you know, moved from being a outlaw to pretty much a well-known actor in the Western scene. You can't really ask for much more for somebody uh, of that era. I was able to find some pretty humorous things that happened in Hollywood as well uh, when he was trying to show off to some friends about how quick of a draw he is. And when he pulled out his gun, he fired it on accident and shot his friend. He was actually taken into custody because the police were actually worried that he was returning to his dastardly ways, uh, which is, you know, silly. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed the story. I know I did. Do you know of any Oklahoma outlaws or crimes that we should be looking into? Uh, why don't you hop on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Okie Investigations and let us know. Uh, you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash Okie Investigations and you can leave us a message there as well, an audio message. And you can tell us your own little story if you know anything as well. But that's all I got for you guys this week. Uh, as a programming note, I want to mention that next week... Uh, we will not have a typical uh, Wayback Wednesday episode. It's going to be kind of a little callback. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will be out of town, and so I decided that this is the best way to go about uh, getting something out for you guys. 
Also, we're going to have a few special things come up on our Facebook page as well. I hope you guys enjoy all that. I will see you guys this Sunday where we take another deep dive into the darker side of Oklahoma. Make sure you like and subscribe and I'll see you Sunday. See ya. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.